Welcome. This is a safe place. Why don't you make yourselves comfortable and have a seat on the couch? This is not quite therapy. Are you comfortable? Hell no, I'm not comfortable. Hey, Brian. Hey, Chrissy. Tell me, how does that make you feel? I don't want to talk about it. Is it going to hurt? Oh my God, this is awkward. I'm not qualified to give advice here, but... Can we sit this close together? This is not quite therapy. With Chrissy and Brian, a how-to-do brand show about divorce, dating, and single parenting promised to be packed with awkward moments, insights from a couple cuties with absolutely no professional credentials, but plenty of life experience, and intense sexual innuendo. Gah, so much sexual innuendo. Are you ready, Brian? God, Chrissy, I'm going to need a drink. All righty then, let's get started, shall we? Hi, Brian, it's Christmas Eve. It is. Is the season. It is the season. It's Christmas Eve. We're going to talk today about our Christmas Eve traditions, which obviously include being here recording right? a show. This is how we spend our Christmas Eve. It's a little blustery um, and cold outside. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amazon has delivered all of the things, and I've still got <laughs> wrapping to do. Yes. Uh-huh. I've still got wrapping to do, too. That's like the thing, though, it's, it's, which is kind of the theme for the drink we have today. But we well, haven't jumped wanna, there yet. No. Sh- yeah. You Sure. Okay. (laughs) Is it hot in here? Are you parched? I'm parched. How about a drink? How to Do Cocktails is brought to you by How to Do Life, a podcast about, well, how to do life. You can listen to How to Do Life right here, where you're hearing us now, or find them on any podcast app. They are literally everywhere. And here's our disclaimer. How to do life right means drinking responsibly and moderately. A drink is not a necessary component to intimate conversations like the one you're about to hear. Here, here, announcer man. Yeah, but it sure doesn't hurt. So that's a very seasonal intro to a drink segment because, you know, we're talking about being hot and parched and it sounds very <laughs> beachy. And here I am wearing a puffy vest and it's cold and it's Christmas Eve. Uh, and the theme for the drink is the kind of thing I will be drinking this evening. I'm actually going to take all these ingredients home. And just make another one. And we are having hot toddies. Hot toddies. Which is the first time I've ever made one. I am Have excited. you had one before? I have had one before. Um, and I am excited that you are making one because the last time that I had a hot toddy, I was down in Tampa, Florida on the beach. Um, it was cold out, though. It was, it was like winter time this time of year. Right. And I was um, with... A boyfriend that I didn't like at all. I didn't like this guy. As you would be. And, um... Not you, but, you know. (laughs) As one would be. As one would be. Thank you. And I, um, had a hot toddy, and it was a perfectly lovely drink, but I like that I'm going to have one with you here and improve my memory of hot toddy, (laughs) of being with someone that I actually enjoy their company. So the hot toddy is a classic cocktail, and I've never made one, but I've heard of them. And I always assumed that it was a set-in-stone sort of, you know, like a pina colada is what a pina colada will always be. And Mm -hmm. you can riff on it and make it fancy if you're some fancy bartender. But a hot toddy, I figured, always was a thing. And basically what I found in Googling the thing is that it's basically uh, the core ingredients are hot water, honey, and lemon. And then the liquor is essentially any brown liquor. People make them with brandy. People mm-hmm. make them with r- dark rum. Um, I had this this same bullet bourbon we had last week, uh, and so I figured that was a they good holiday. They should be holiday. sending us it, some free bottles. They should. Hey, like, bullet, hey, bullet hey, company. Bullet. 
um, we're going to need you to, you know, get some of that uh, family-made high rye mash mill pure Kentucky limestone filtered whiskey and um, send me a case. That's right. That'd be great. So that's what this is. This is, uh, and the lemon is special. The lemon came off of the tree of a friend of mine. It's a Meyer lemon, which mm-hmm. is a variety of lemon that is known to be a bit sweeter and not as bitter. So I have my expectations could not be higher for this drink. <laughs> Great. So well, let's cheers. check it out. Cheers. Clink. Mm. You're very slurpy. And that is, well, that's good. I think, did this develop, like, we drank a drink before. I feel like it was warm, too, that we thought was like a... A medicine-based drink, like a make-you-feel-better drink. But this doesn't taste medicinal at all. The other the other one we had, which I don't remember what it was, I feel like we had something and it almost had like a medicinal quality. We had, I think the very first drink we had was that, uh, um, oh, shit. We had Negroni as our first Negronis. Drink. But that, no. That, that wasn't medicine-y. Eh, that wasn't it. Maybe it Do we have a else. bee's knees? Did we that make was a bee's it. Knees? It was the bee's knees. Yeah. yeah. And that one was almost medicinal. That was a medicinal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, if you, if you. This basically is cough syrup. I mean, if you take like the honey and the lemon and the water, you're you're basically curing a common cold. Add the bourbon, and you're getting your kid drunk and sleep on like a champ. Right. I I didn't know what was in this, and for some reason, I thought that perhaps it was hot tea, mm. like which would also be delicious. Again, you could take like a your favorite tea bag and right. dunk it in that mm-hmm. hot liquid, and uh-huh. it would probably be delicious. It would be amazing. I yeah, it would be delightful. So you could add, you could make that. This is with bourbon. You can make it with brandy. That would certainly make it a bit sweeter. You could. Add or subtract honey or lemon from it. This is just basically. I need this to not taste so good because I'm going to drink it really fast. I know. I know. I know. The good news is we ran out of hot water, so it's going to take me two and a half minutes in the microwave (laughs) around the corner to make more. Love to take a pause to make more. Right. Mm -hmm. Great. But yeah, it's super good. Uh, Brian, let's let's get into foreplay. Perfect. Hey, Brian. Yes, Chrissy? Want to fool around? Are you stripping? Uh, What are we talking about here, like? First base, second base. Yikes. I don't think that's what she meant. I like that you took the opportunity during the foreplay header to strip. Well, I was a little hot. (laughs) So I took my vest off. The aforementioned puffy vest is now Mm -hmm. laying on the floor. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Christmas Eve traditions, Brian. Yeah. Oh, wait. No. Wait, wait, wait. You jumped the gun. Wait, I did. Because... The foreplay topic is to be a light-headed, light-hearted conversation about an ad hoc scenario. No, we're, we're talking about Christmas Eve traditions as our foreplay topic, but okay. before we get into that, we did promise the people. <laughs> I'm a man of the people. <laughs> that we would have a discussion about Christmas porn. Highly disappointing <laughs> research. Yeah. Because I will say that uh, to, to the audience... Uh, all research for this conversation was done in the presence of one another <laughs> at a table in a public restaurant. I and wanted so to tell this story too. <laughs> we didn't like actually watch any motion pictures, but we looked at the the uh, the screenshots of like the thumbnails of the videos, mm-hmm. and I was horrifically offended <laughs> by a couple of things I saw. But um, I will say that from what I can tell, having put Christmas into the search engine on one of these nefarious websites. The Christmas porn is basically just regular porn. Should with, I put a link up? With, no, <laughs> we should not. But Christmas porn is basically just regular porn in Santa Claus hats. Right, yeah. That's, and that's nothing basically else. nothing and else. nothing else, yeah. I, I saw nothing that um, would be like, oh, you know, ho, ho, ho. Well, yeah. I was think I, I was trying to think of it as like if the Hallmark movies, like the Hallmark Channel oh Christmas movies, if they were porn instead. Here's the deal. 
there's a phenomenon on the internet, and this is, I am too old to know this, but I apologize. But, you do? but I do. There's a phenomenon on the internet called Rule 34. Mm-hmm. And Rule 34 of the internet says, if you can imagine it, there is porn of it. So oh. the fact that you have in your mind a scenario of a very wholesome Hallmark movie that just, just, just flips a switch and goes into full blunt, right? That exists somewhere. You just have to know what to look for. So, well, like right now, if you have an image in your head of you know a robot maid and and a robot made and, and a plumber, that's you know, not the image in my head. But I'm, I'm just glad saying, to know it's in yours. If it pops into your head, if you can imagine it, someone has made porn of it. Oh well, that's not the porn that we found. We no. found. And um, as we sat at the nice little restaurant and the nice little table in the corner, it was very I was lovely. like, I was like, let me see, let me see what what you've got. And you were so funny because you were sketchy. Like when I reached out, to, you're like, don't touch the phone. <laughs> There's something about like I just didn't want her touching my phone while I was touching my phone while that was on the screen. That felt like a level of intimacy that I was not comfortable with. So I'll hold the phone and you watch. You look. Yeah, that was kind of creepy, actually. <laughs> 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 it was it was a fantastic interaction. I'm really glad that we got to. Well, it was a crowded restaurant, and I was like trying to keep the phone like below the level of the table. I like, tried to be a little discreet, and right. you're like, because there was like we, a table of old ladies behind us. Can we project this on the wall? Chrissy well, has like a review to do with a laser pointer. <laughs> well, what it was is that you were sitting facing into the restaurant, like you yes. could see all the other people, and I, your back I was, was facing everybody. the corner. I was facing yeah. just you. Yeah, and you like there was one point where you're like, um. No, I'm not going to show you this because this waiter guy's walking up to us. I didn't know he was coming. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so. bringing our food, and and Kirsty's um, like, "Let me see the Santa Claus porn." I'm like, "No, no, 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 <laughs> so, shh, shh, no." That's not what we're here discussing. We're yeah. we're much classier. That's not than what we're that. talking about at all. No, that's not what's happening. It's a very highbrow conversation. We're we're doing <laughs> we're research for a show. You, you wouldn't understand, sir. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, guys, there's not much out there other than no. There's lots out there. I mean, but, but it's not, not much uniquely Christmas. It's not like super. And I have another thing. Ooh, do you, ooh, we didn't look. Do you think there's actual Santa porn? Oh, I'm certain there is. Well, we didn't look for that. I'm not going to look for it now. <laughs> I'm certain it exists because of the aforementioned Rule 34. Right, if it, if right. It, if you can imagine it, it's a thing. Yeah. But um, I have. Real questions for people, because there's a lot of search results. There was a lot of videos available if you're into the Santa Claus hat and elf situation. Um, I wonder about the guys that are uniquely into that. Yeah. Ah, or the gals. And I'm glad that you said guys, because it's pretty much guys. Like I, I Porn in general? I think Women mostly, are a huge audience for porn. I think. Yeah, I think if you do a little research, I'd be surprised. Because I feel like I heard some statistics, but I'm not going to misquote them now. But I feel like a significant percentage of pornography viewers are women. I started to tell you at the restaurant, and we are not going to talk about it on the air, but remind me afterward, that you said something <laughs> You said something like a couple weeks ago about something porn-related, and it made me want to ask you questions. But I'm not going to do it here. Cause uh, if you want to intern for the show, put an application into Chrissy. <laughs> At notquitetherapy.com or wherever the email address is. And you can be present for all these behind-the-scenes combos. She's Stop. she's fanning herself. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Christmas Eve traditions. Do you go to Midnight Mass? <laughs> uh, I, I have been to Midnight Mass as an exercise, just to, to be there and experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not Catholic, but I have been to Christmas Eve services many, 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 many times over the years. But um, is but, midnight mass? Oh, I guess it's mass. Yes, yeah, for Catholics. Yeah, I've gone to it lots of times too. Well, and I think that it's. Um, I've been to it at a Presbyterian Episcopal. Church. Episcopal churches okay, have a it. midnight mm-hmm. service. And, you know, lots of churches probably have a midnight service. 
but uh, Midnight Mass is uniquely, like originally, I think that's Catholic. And, do you like how I transition from porn to church real quick like that? Yeah, you're you're skilled <laughs> in the art of pivoting. It's like uh, Ross in the stairwell with a couch. Mm, what else do you? Uh, what else are your Christmas Eve traditions, Brian? Well, they've changed a bit, right? Because it used to be I would stay up late with my ex-wife and put together bicycles and things like that. But mm-hmm. I don't want to kill each other. I don't have a wife anymore, so um, it's Christmas Eve for me um, is where I spend my time with my kids for Christmas. Uh, and that mirrors my childhood experience of having Christmas Eve with my dad and stepmom and their family um, on Christmas Eve and then returning to my mom's house Christmas Eve night. Christmas Eve for me is... I was just going to ask, what about you? Good. Well, I'm <laughs> glad that I beat you to it. Great. Uh, Christmas Eve for me is the kids come over. Uh, we usually bake some cookies. Mm-hmm. And we would put those cookies out with also milk and carrots. For Mr. Claus. Yes, mm-hmm. and the reindeer. Can't forget the reindeer, right? Even as the kids get older, mm-hmm. this is a thing that we continue, that yeah. you know, that persists. Um, our elves, we have the elves, and we're going to talk about the elves for a minute in a second here, but yeah, yeah. the elves bring jammies, mm-hmm. and um, we all wear the jammies for Christmas Eve, wake up in them so the pictures are nice and mm-hmm. everything, so mm-hmm. the elves bring those. Um, the kids take their gifts for their dad. And they go back to his house, and that's kind of that's kind of the system. And so, you may recall that on last week's show, I bragged a whole bunch about how all of my family was in on the elf thing now, and how yeah. nobody would ever admit it, and how my little one moved the elf, and all the stuff happened. And um, I was totally, totally wrong, and I have to admit it. Um, <laughs> so you painted a Pollyanna version of your household's elf It is activity. what I thought to be true at the time. Is it what you hoped was true? It's what I thought to be true. Okay. And then I went home, and I had posted something on the Instagram uh-huh. about, like, the elves moved, and they are real magic. I saw them, you know, like, they, they went from point A to point B. I didn't help them. It's yep. real magic. And my oldest replied to me on Instagram and said, you know I moved them, right? (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm in a situation where uh, two-thirds of my kids, my older two kids, are are past the, you know, believing in in certain things. Again, on the off chance that there is a child in the car with an Mm -hmm. adult, Mm -hmm. I am so sorry if I say the wrong thing, but you've been warned. We're about to talk about some John stuff. can put disclaimers on there us and go. say, you know, yeah. not suitable content for we've, children. We've got Nothing we've sen- done so far today no. has been suitable content for children. This is a less so. suitable than usual episode. <laughs> anyway, um, two-thirds of the kids don't believe in Santa anymore, and uh, and my youngest still sort of does, <clears throat> and, uh, and I knew that because this year he had his Christmas list broken into three categories, mom slash others, dad slash others, and Santa. He did. Yes. So he has oh a Santa my. element of the list, which is the cutest damn thing ever. That is so sweet that yeah. he was thoughtful enough not to make you and mom break down <laughs> right. the list, but just to right? go for it. He did like, it for us. I wonder if he thought I had a better chance for this gun from dad. Yeah, 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 or, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I slid the iPod up to mom's section. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, so, yeah, he has a Santa section. So my younger daughter still enjoys um, participating in some of the magical parts of Christmas, like she does want to help hide the elf, and I don't mm-hmm. have an elf. We talked about this. I do not have one. But um, then after I think we maybe left, maybe the reason you don't have an elf is because I saw a photo. Oh well, yeah, that our elf of, has been replaced. But mm-hmm. yes, so oh, gosh, about three years ago, four years ago, pre pre divorce, um, 
I thought it would be a great idea to put the elf in the chandelier above the um, above the uh, dining room table, and he sat there lovingly holding a candlelit lit thing all day, and he was you know smiling into the into this into space, and then eight hours later. Um, after spending the day millimeters away from a lit light bulb, um, he was as black face as black as tar. He was he's a black face elf. He's a black. His skin was completely shaded black, and he had blue eyes and pink lips, and it was the most offensive thing you've ever seen. And in your I life. will post it uh, on on the Facebook page. Yeah, I for will sure. Post it. it. You guys will get to see it. You will also get to see my ex husband sent me a text message the other day. That said, hey, I was wondering if I could borrow our old elf because mine sat too close to a light bulb and his was, um, it burned a hole through his stomach. <laughs> through his shirt? Yeah, through it. Yeah, okay. So you can throw a sweater on that elf. And That's what good. I told him to do because I told yeah. him, I was like, my elf doesn't want to be lit on fire and he will not come to your house. You may not borrow him. We have joint custody of the children, but I have custody but of this, this elf. But this is my elf and you may not. Torch Alfred. I'm sorry. Alfred. That's yes. so funny. You have, you, cannot, you have two? Yeah, I have Alfred and Sprinkles. And then we have a little elf that tags along sometime from the 1970s. His name is oh. Happy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's in real bad shape. His legs are about to fall off. But he's he in hangs the, around sometimes. He's in the elf nursing home. Yeah, he's... Gotcha. But he's part of the family. The kid. Yeah. And when I don't put Happy with the other elves, the kids are like, where the heck is Happy? Why is he still on the tree? He doesn't belong he's there. He's in rehab. They'll move him. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll move him where he needs so, to So, yeah, go. anyway, this week, uh, having having heard about your elves and things like that, and then my daughter did ask, you know, do you have an elf? And I was like, I don't. So I had my ex-wife bring the elf over. So I'm my elf is now hidden. With your fire history, I'm surprised that she let you. Well, I promised to keep him away from lit flames and light bulbs. <laughs> And so he's sitting in a wreath this morning, well, and I, my son found him. He's very happy. Well, I told you that my kids, when they come over on Christmas Eve, they get um, the gifts that go to their dad, right? Mm-hmm. And they take those with them. How do gifts, like how does the ex's gift situation work out at your house? Same thing. I mean, the, the kids get her something, and we and it just goes home with them Christmas Eve night. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to communicate. Again, going back to what we said last week about communication is being important. You know, we, we try to like, hey, so... Uh, what'd you spend on my gift this year? And what? Oh, ours is always the same. Like we don't do that. There's always oh, really? It's a fifty dollar buy-in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. That's great. It's fifty bucks. My daughter texted me earlier this week and said, "Mom wants a fry uh, air fryer." Mm-hmm. And I said, "That's funny." So does Dad. <laughs> so yeah. I uh, air fryers passed our fifty dollar threshold. So we'll right. see what happens. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, but the gifts go home with them on Christmas Eve. We had a great idea this year. We were really excited about it that we were going to order their dad a pizza because this place has half-baked pizzas in the town that he grew up in, oh, and they ship them like on cool. dry ice. And I did it for him about ten years ago, yeah. and and he loved it. And so we were like, we're going to get the pizza. But this pizza place is so popular mm-hmm. that they're back ordered. Not even that. They've decided here in the pandemic that. They're doing like Little Caesars. They're making two kinds of pizza a night. They make a limited number. You walk up to the window and get them. They're not taking any online orders. They're oh, not wow. doing any of that. Like they're just like they know that whatever they make, people will come and get. Yeah, yeah. And they're not messing with any of the rest of it. Yeah, like, they're just out. And so I couldn't get it. And I even tried to get my ex sister in law to go um, by there. Yeah, I was like, can you? And she's like, I literally like it will only be a fully baked. They don't do the half baked. You know. Yeah. And she's like, I. I'd have to go get dry. It was going to be way yeah, too much work. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's so, a lot of work. So, 
so there was a uh, there's a place an internet place that was doing reviews of frozen pizzas during all the lockdowns, mm-hmm. and uh, they posted a link to one that's one of the same kind of thing where you can buy it from like a local shop and they'll package it up and send it to you. Mm-hmm. I think I had had a couple of hot toddies that night, and I was like, I'm gonna order some pizza, mm-hmm. and they're like, the backlog could be you know months, and I'm like, that's okay. So I paid anyway, and I've got two pizzas coming, and I have no idea when. <laughs> like, and this was back in like. May, yeah, May or June. Mm-hmm. So at some point in the next year, maybe, maybe I spent the money. Maybe not. The forty bucks is gone. Everything else that happened in twenty twenty, like that we paid for, that we thought was going to happen, didn't. So right. you, know, you may still be waiting a year from yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Funny. I mean, that's just kind of where we are, right? Yep. Um. So instead of the pizza, since I couldn't get the pizza, well, the pizza idea was kind of blown. I actually had to text my ex husband and be like, "Just so you know, I can't get the pizza." Because we were out at a at a um, sports event one day mm-hmm. that our daughter was involved in, yeah. and our son was sitting with me, and his dad was nearby, and he said, "Hey, are there any special pizza places like maybe where you grew up?" Like he was real subtle about, it, and he's like, "Would you like to get? Would that be a good Christmas gift?" Or I've like, met your son, and he's yeah, yeah, subtle he's, is not the word. Subtle, I, subtle is not the word for him. He's no, as subtle as no, a sledgehammer. Exactly. And uh, so <laughs> love the kid. Yeah, he's a great kid. He's not exactly <laughs> subtle. <laughs> not much nuance in that no, fella. No, 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 not just yet. And um, so he uh, kind of like gave away what we were doing very obviously. So That's I ended funny. up having to call my ex husband and be like, "Hey, look." I tried to get the pizza. I can't get the pizza. I don't want you to be disappointed, so I feel like I need to call and tell you. That's so funny. I was trying to decide what to do for him instead, and I decided to go with a gift card from one of our local breweries here, from uh-huh. Ology. Yep, yep, yep. And I went to get the gift card, and the girl at Ology you know, gets a little gift card and scans it, and she's got it ready for him, and I go to leave, and she says, Ooh, I think I didn't activate that. And I thought that it would be absolutely hilarious. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is for an ex-husband. I'm like, can you imagine? Can we just not update? Can you, can take you my imagine? money. I want to support your local business, but I want him to be screwed. <laughs> can you imagine handing your ex a gift card with a $0 balance as their Christmas gift? You've just given me an idea. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's, That's what it is. Um, what about, like, family activities or, or things that, you know, like, do you and your spouse – Still cross paths at any point of activities for the holidays? No, and I think very much so. Our our friends, um, or more specifically, our children's parents, are still figuring out how to communicate with us about certain things. Because mm-hmm. it's not up to my son's friend's mom to know whose week is whose, right? And so we had a situation this last week where uh, my son got invited to something, but mentally, my ex wife wrote it off as because that's not that's not my week that's brian's week mm-hmm. but the communication stopped there so i i didn't know anything about it oh yeah. and so then i started seeing pictures of like my son's friends at this party and i was like oh man that would have been fun to go to and i and i texted one of the moms like hey how you know how'd that get set up and she was like oh your son was totally invited and i was like oh so then i texted my ex and i was like hey so what's up with this thing at so-and-so's house and she was like oh my god i totally forgot so it's that Aww. that kind of stuff is still happening, yeah, and, and I do it too, and, and I I yeah. I've done it too. So I'm not just beating up on my ex wife, but um, but yeah, that's that those kinds of situations are unfortunate, um, yeah. and so it's like that raises the conversation about how do you as a parent ensure that your kids not being 
left out of stuff just based on communication. Like, do you ask, is it inappropriate for me to ask all of my kids' friends to always text me and her so that we are always all on the same page? I think that, I mean, I don't know if that's inappropriate. I think that the easier solution is to tell your ex if a invitation comes in and you like, please look and see if my, if it's an evite, you know, like, because, because for me, like I get most of the evites, you know, like most of them, like there's a mom group text, you know, that it's all the moms of all the girls in the grades or whatever, you know, or all the moms of the boys in the grades, you know, so it's all, it's all the moms is what it is. Yeah. And in my school, in my situation, I don't think there's a single dad on and I don't mean a single dad. I mean not one, not one father, individual father, not one individual father who is included in any of this present yeah. planning. You know, um, and that's just the situation of the school that I'm in and the way that most of our people there live their lives. There's very little divorce at my school. There's, you know, yeah. it's, it's just the way that the school works. But um, yeah, when I get an invitation, I look and I see it's for my son. And his dad's not on it, and it's his dad's week, so I forward it to him, yeah. you know, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. I think the communication can stop there if you have somebody who can reliably do that for you, right. you know? And right. maybe this experience will be an opportunity to be like, oh, I got to do better with that. I hope so. You know? I hope yeah. so. And, and I've dropped the ball. I'm not just here picking on her. I, I've certainly I've dropped the ball a couple times as well. But, um, but, you know, you learn from it, and you try to do better. But your question was, do we cross paths? And the answer to that is really no. We don't have any like you know. We don't all still attend the same church, or we don't you know go right. to the, go to the same you know. I don't. Even, well, she has a fake Christmas tree now, so we might have bumped into each other at the Christmas tree <laughs> lot. But she gave up on the real trees, right? Uh-huh. So, uh, but yeah, no, none none of that. There's been no sort of awkward stuff. We don't really have that either. But I do have a fairly newly divorced friend who. This is the last Christmas they were separated. This Christmas, they're divorced. Mm. The Christmas that they were separated was like, all right, fine, we'll do Christmas morning all together at your place, right? They're still technically married, and that's what they decided to do. So this year comes around, and the kids are like, are you coming to Mommy's house for Christmas morning? And Mommy is like, oh, you should totally come, you know, and then... There's an awkward time where how do you say no to your children that you don't want to sit around your ex's house Christmas morning? Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, so there's some real boundary setting and some real questions there. And this friend of mine decided, all right, I guess I'm going to go over there for like an hour. But the kids thought, okay, so then we'll leave there and we'll go to grandma's house with you and we'll go to, we'll do this and we'll, you know, and, and, you know, so there had to be. This is the first real year of change for these kids, where they're like, yeah. "That's not what's going to happen. Yeah. It is your mom's time with you, and you're going to stay with your mom." You know, I will come over. You know, super begrudgingly. You know, like do, like not because he doesn't want to see his kids, sure. because you know, it's an odd situation. Yeah, sitting in your ex's home with their people. You, you know? just described our first separated Christmas, like mm-hmm. to a T. Like, yeah. you know, my ex was very gracious and she was like, do you want to come over and spend Christmas morning with us? And I said, sure. And then, so we, I went over there for about an hour mm-hmm. and they gave me a couple of gifts and I watched them open their stuff, you know, from Santa and all that. And it was a lovely time. That's a sad feeling too. It is. Yeah. It sucked. Mm-hmm. It sucked. That was like, that was when it was like really in my face about yeah. like, wow, I am not in this household anymore. And right. That's, that's an unusual Yeah. Feeling. Going to your old home is. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was separated, my ex and I 
took turns being in the home. So the kids always stayed in the family home. We tried that and it didn't work out. Well, it worked for us. It was just a few months really, you know, but um, during that several months, we went back and forth. And so we separated in late summer, late summer. And so it had only been a few months anyways. And I had been on my hike in the Camino, you know, I had just gotten back like November second or whatever I was back so it was only a few weeks that we'd been going back and forth between you know the houses and so we all did Christmas at the family home we all stayed there like he slept in the upstairs guest room I slept in the master we all got up in the morning we did Christmas morning together and then at some point Christmas afternoon he left and went back to the townhouse that we were renting um but yeah it was it was awkward it was And it was not happy, you know. <clears throat> and I, I remember that night, like, wanting to drink a lot of alcohol. <laughs> like, being like, this this day has not been yeah. okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was probably, quite frankly, my worst Christmas with my kids yeah. because of my own personal Stuff. state, you yeah. know, like where I was. Yeah. So isn't that fun? Anyway, see, what's interesting about all this, and, and I might touch on this more for our end-of-the-year show, is that um, – there's no right way to do it, man. Mm-mm. Like, there's just like, this is what I did, and, it, and this part worked for me, and this part didn't, and this is what you did, and this part worked for you, and this part didn't. And, like, we're all just doing the best we can. And these traditions are getting remade every year, and some of them are, you know, kids change, and attitudes change, and houses change, and, you know, all of that changes. But, you know, there's no wrong answer, you know, other right. than, like, if you're if you can get through Christmas without, like, beating your children or berating them emotionally <laughs> and, like, you just make it the best experience possible for them, then that's that's what matters. And you got to realize. God bless you. Kudos to you. Right. Right. You know, right. We and, like, did it. what is Christmas about? You know, it's not about getting even with somebody or it's no. not about showing off or it's not about measuring up. It's about that time you have with your family and, you know, other stuff. So. This was the longest foreplay topic that we've ever done, uh, and oh, we went from next? a real high <laughs> to, a real, to a real special spot here. But let's get into the down and dirty. Hey, Brian. Yes, Chrissy? I think I'm ready now. So you want to get this off your chest? Let's get down and dirty, babe. It is gone off the reservation. A grand slam home run. Now, by my watch, we've got about two minutes left for this, which is perfect for me. (laughs) JK, what you got? Today, we're going to talk about dating during the holidays. Oh, boy. Dating during the holidays. Um, So we started to talk about, in a separate conversation, can you break up now? Can you start a new conversation now? Oh, yeah. A a new relationship. relationship. Yeah. Like, can you start something new with somebody now? If you're stupid, you can. Right, because you're tied in. Like, You're locked in. You're through February. Earlier, when I was talking about the hot toddy and the guy that I was with. So, this guy, here's what had happened. (laughs) Stop hitting the table. This guy asked me out... in late October, it was like Hurricane Michael. It was a few years ago. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. And um, I was up in Chicago, and I was desperate to get home to my children, and I didn't think I was going to be able to fly into Tallahassee, and we didn't know what the storm was going to look like, and it was crazy. And this guy that I had never met, like we had never met in person, was like, hey, I'm over in Jacksonville. Um, if you fly into Jacksonville, I will drive you to Tallahassee. I will take you to your children. I will get you oh. to your children. And I was like, 
fine, sold. You know, like, like I was like, I don't, I don't know you. You don't seem like a serial killer. Um, my sister lives in Jacksonville, so if it's real scary, fine, whatever. You know, so I let this person pick me up at the airport in Jacksonville. That's amazing. And drive me to Tallahassee, and that was our first date. <laughs> now, little did I know that this guy had like been. He'd read all of the articles I'd ever written. He'd watched like videos of me with the Tallahassee Democrat. This guy thought he knew me. He sure. Felt, he felt like he knew me. He had me, done right? his research. Yes, he had done his research. He was prepared for three hours in the car. With yeah, he was very prepared. Um, you. So, you know, he drives me home. Great. I'm like, I should go on a real date with this guy. Like, he was nice enough to, you know, pick me up, take me to my children. I Yes, I should accept a real date with him. So I go on a date with him. I'm like... Yeah, you know, but um, now we're into like we're close to Thanksgiving, right? And we're like we're in the window where you kind of like, yeah pull that ripcord or not? Yeah, yeah exactly. And um, the guy was like super super serious about me. Like he just thought that I was like the best thing to ever exist. And he was kind of like just always around. Like he was just, he was always around. And Did he live in Jacksonville? No. He, no. he lived here. He lived here, but he had evacuated to Jacksonville. Oh, okay, okay. So um, so he was just kind of always around and I was like, mm, you know, like, I, I don't know. Like, so anyways, I ended up still dating him at Christmas and that's when all the hot toddy stuff happened. And then, you know, then I get into New Year's and then it's his birthday and I'm like, when when do I get to break up with this guy? And finally, I finally was like, all right, I broke up with him. I was like, I'll still go on your birthday date with you. <laughs> it was that bad. I like, I had to get out. I had to, but I was like, fine, I'll still go. I'll still go on a date with you for your birthday. But then I'm really super out. And then I was. Yeah. And, but it was the holiday season. It was right there between late October and January. Yeah. That's a tough time to start a new thing. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Uh, because I feel like don't yeah. do it, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like dating season, and like dating season is closed mm-hmm. from like November until some people say February. Because do you want to get in a brand new relationship right before Valentine's Day and Valentine's put the pressure? Day doesn't matter. You like, don't think so? No, I think that any woman, because it would be women, who put the pressure on a new boyfriend for Valentine's Day is nonsense. That's just not... That's well, if you start horrible. dating somebody, like you know, if you meet somebody at a New Year's Eve party, as is wont to happen, and uh, you hit it off, let's go out. And like, you just at what point does a date become dating? Do you mm-hmm. have to have a conversation to consider it dating? I think nowadays then, you almost do. And then how many dates in requires a Valentine's gift? Because like if, if, if you and I have been on two dates... What am I expected mm. to do for Valentine's Day? Flowers? Nothing. You don't Candy? have to do anything. Jewelry? No. Two days? Lingerie? Definitely not lingerie. Certainly well, not. I don't know, maybe. maybe. Depends <laughs> on who the days are with. <laughs> hubba, hubba. But no, like, there's a lot of pressure there and not getting that wrong. Because what you don't want to be is the subject but of a group text with her and Does her there... girlfriends to say, this fool only got me, you know, a dozen roses. Does or, there you know. have to be a lot of... Like, you know what? I think when you're in, like, your 20s or whatever, or, like, you've never been married or whatever, like, then maybe there's a lot of pressure. There shouldn't be a lot of pressure. But you know what there should be instead, Brian, is some open-ass communication. Sure. Where you're like, where, That's the answer, where are we? You know, like, yeah. wh- where are we? What do you want to do? Is Valentine's Day important to you? You know, yeah. like, do you need a big showy thing? Do you, right. you, you know, like... I think that some open communication is really where it's at. Yeah. We get all into this, like, what do you think he's thinking? 
What? That's stupid. That's yeah. stupid. Just ask. Just ask. Just ask. Communicate, people. Communicate. When people. in doubt, communicate. Yes. But as far as like the the going back to the original question of dating during the holidays, I feel like if you are with somebody, fine, great, stick with it. Um, because breaking up during the you holidays, can't, you can't is, leave. Is terrible. It's. It's mean. <laughs> it's, it is mean. It's hurtful. Like, right. and it's gonna hurt you too. If you're the lever, it's still gonna hurt you. Sure. Because you the lever. Like, the I lever. Like yeah. <laughs> if you're the lever. I'm leaving you. Um, I'm leaving you, fool. <laughs> but no, like whether you are the person who initiates the breakup or the person on the receiving end, it's gonna be sad and it's gonna be hurtful. And I do understand that if you're in something really unhappy or something abusive or something right. terrible, yeah, you got to go, you know, the moment that you can get out. But if it's just like a really nice person and they're tolerable, just tolerate right. them. Right. <laughs> Happy Christmas Eve. <laughs> Suck it up. Suck it up. Which is when, again, like, so, okay, so is, is, so, if you're in a relationship, there's so many scenarios here, right? Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship but you think it might be ending, Mm-hmm. When is the soonest? Maybe you make it the last hoorah. You make it a nice little holiday for the for the last. Uh, okay, but know? like so, so then that puts okay. So if I'm with someone that I don't want to be with, mm-hmm. and I have that realization in say like early November, mm-hmm. can you break up pre Thanksgiving? Or if you pass the Thanksgiving, like the mark of demarcate the line of demarcation there, I think you can get out before Thanksgiving. Okay, so if you can get out before Thanksgiving, you're out. But if you if you're date if you're see like let's say you you go to see them, you go to see their family for Thanksgiving, or they see yours, or well, even was, you don't. Yeah, that's part of my question. Yeah, like the, the other people's families, and what, when you get there in a relationship, and uh, that's, you're like a year in at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But like if you if you're dating at Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and you make it past that point. And you break up between Thanksgiving and Christmas, are you automatically the most cruel person? No. No? No. If I dump you before Christmas? I think, like, today is Christmas Eve, so this would be a bad choice. Like, right. that would be pretty messed up. But I think... i got to unsend that text. Um, Jake, right? Jake. Um, I think that December 10th, 12th... Oh, so you're you're thinking, like, it's cool to be broken up with two weeks before Christmas. Yeah. You get it together How would you then. take that? Well, and it depends on the intensity of the relationship. Oof. So yeah. let's say that it's a real short relationship. It's not very special. You've never done You're a holiday together. In. Yeah, yeah you, you, like, you met over the summer. Yeah, like you've never done a holiday together or whatever. That's different. But like if you've been to family Thanksgivings together, if you've been to family Christmas together in the past. Yeah. I mean, and if it's like a marriage, just wait. I'm like, just God, wait. wait till January. You know, wait okay. till. So, January. so I think there's different rules for the intensity of the relationship and the length of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know? when you, yeah, but do you, you feel like you got to break it up before, if you know you're going to break up, so after New Year's, but before Valentine's Day? Because Valentine's Day think, seems like an affirmation I day, think, like I still love you and we're going to celebrate. I think after New Year's, it should be as quickly as possible. Fair enough. Yeah. Because you don't want to like draw it eggs, out. Over eggs the next morning. Like we're no, no, no. Over. Not New Year's Day necessarily. Oh, okay. But like like the fifth or sixth. Like this isn't what I want to spend my year doing. Oof. <laughs> Can you imagine saying it that way? You probably would say it that way. This, is not, this is not this what is I want to spend my, my year, year doing. doing. See, like the guy I that, look at you and I think to myself, I could do better. The guy that I was dating had like a January like 16th, 20th, somewhere in their birthday. So mm-hmm. I felt like I had to hang in there. Do you know what I mean? Like You're a champ. I was a champ. I was a champion. (laughs) (laughs) 
I feel like the, what we've discovered is that dating is never super easy, no. and the co- the holidays just are one of those additional complicating factors. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's definitely one of those things. So, like the actual holiday, like tomorrow is Christmas. Yep. You're dating someone. Yep. You've been dating um three months, six months, a year, whatever. Yep. How does this start to go? You know, like what do you? Do stuff with them on that day? Do you focus on your kids on that day? Do you see their family? How does that feel, going in with a new family? That's a weird vibe. I tell you what, though, that is a great chance to learn. Like, if you get invited to a family Christmas, Mm -hmm. just go to the first one, Mm -hmm. and you will learn a lot lot about that by watching how that family operates Mm -hmm. and who's crazy and who's not. Am I I with the sane one in the group or am I with the crazy one in the (laughs) group? Uh Uh, You know, look at their, if you're, if you're with a woman, look at their mom and see how mom treats dad that time of Mm -hmm. year. If you're with a woman, if you're with a man, look at how dad treats his family that time of the year. I always wonder if that makes me a difficult date because I don't have, I don't have a family to take anyone to. Right. You know, like I can't. I, you know, you're a lone reed. Yeah, like this is it. Like Meg Ryan. There's a couple sisters out there, you know, that we probably aren't going to see each other on sure. the holidays, you know, and and I mean, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like the, I think this, that, this is what you got to work with, man. You know, it's a little. Uh, <laughs> there's a little less background material to research in your case, but I feel like it doesn't make you harder to date. I can't imagine that would be the truth. I don't know. Like, I guess harder to like harder to learn. Uh, like family history and like nobody's going to tell embarrassing stories about me or nobody's going to be like oh my gosh when she was 10 let me tell you that she you know like peed her pants no (laughs) no Um, no I did something adorable obviously Um, (laughs) (laughs) come on but yeah I I don't eh, I don't know that's not well so last year uh 2019 Thanksgiving I went to a guy I was dating I went to his parents house with him Uh uh-huh and it was honestly lovely. It was. It reminded me of what, you know, that it ended up that one of the grandchildren. It was their birthday, so it was Thanksgiving dinner, which was fine. It was really formal, and you know, whatever. But then afterward, there was kind of a birthday party, right? A, a family birthday party, and it was so adorable, and it was so like what my family birthday parties would have looked like. Um, and it honestly made me really sad like it was really difficult it didn't make me feel good like it made me feel like and it made me feel like ooh, do i want to be a part of something like this again because this you know in my history and my experience has ended in sadness and then you know like so it was it was a really eye-opening thing to see like what a nice family and they interact so nicely and they're also respectful toward one another and they're also lovely and loving and kind and it was really nice and to see the grandparents and the kids and everything it just was like a jarring experience for me yeah. you know because i don't have a family thing that looks like that anymore and i haven't in more than 10 years sure. you know so it like i think that you know when you get into a new relationship you have to decide what okay okay can i take a deep breath and handle this or do i burst into tears at this person's family home that is going to be that is so unique to every situation yeah there's Mm -hmm. no good again going back to what we said about the christmas eve there's no right way to do it man you just got to feel your way through it right Um, absolutely but listen to yourself i mean that's the biggest thing is if you're in a situation that Mm -hmm. gives you 
you know, the heebie-jeebies or makes you uncomfortable, then listen to that feeling. I think it's important, too, to think about, like, where are your kids during this? Like, do you take your kids to someone oh. you're dating's home? Do you, you know, like, do you keep those things separate? Like, what, what happens up in I, there? I think it just depends on the length of the relationship. If I'm seeing a woman for three or four years or we're, and we're talking marriage, then, yeah, I'll take the kids. So. Yeah. Because... They're gonna, that gonna that will be then their extended family and they need to be around those people right mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah that's um i think that the kids meeting the person that you're dating is such a big deal <coughs> and then it's almost another total level of yeah. seriousness of the relationship for them to meet it's like six levels the people's people yeah. you know like, oh yeah, yeah like that because that, you got to get past like now I leave my children at home alone with this person. And now right. I, there's a lot of little steps between. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I feel real weird about that, like, idea. Like, that somebody could be at my home with my kids, like, in a parental role. Authoritative, not yeah. parental. I mean, adult. Yeah. As, as an yeah, adult, yeah, yeah. you know. And that they, like, could run errands or could, like, I'm <laughs> just so far from that. You know what I mean? I'm just so far from somebody who could pick up my kids at school for me yeah. or could, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, that's just not where I am in any dating relationship. And so to me, that's a big, big thought and it, like a, like a daunting, overwhelming thing right, right now. And right. in another year or two, it might not be, who knows, you know, and you, if you find somebody and you're like, all right, you know, everything clicked and it's good, but yeah, I think that those are big, big, big considerations for sure. Yeah, for sure. One of my friends, um, talking about this merging families, you know, and like who meets who and whatever. One of my friends last year wasn't, she had been dating this guy for like six months last year. So they didn't really do the whole family thing together. You know, they kind of spent part of the day together when they weren't with their kids. But, you know, it was just the two of them. Fast forward a year later. They got engaged and married within this year. Oh, right? wow. So they started dating. Now it's been like 18 months. But during this 18 months of being together, there was an engagement and a wedding, right? Woof. So, yeah, right? So that's a lot. That's a lot quickly. Um, but God bless them. Good for them. Great, you know? <laughs> but so now this person is newly married. Suddenly his elf and her elf come to the home with his kids and her kids. And the elves got married Oh boy! Because they, oh, wow. because the elves had to do some things, and then this is their first Christmas as a family. But this is also like their first Christmas together ever. And being in the COVID times, the aunt on his side that usually hosts his whole family wasn't comfortable doing it. So now my friend is hosting her new husband, her new stepchildren, his parents, his sister, and her husband, and like all the people who you know. Like she she's now in charge of today. Christmas Eve is her day. Can I just take it she back? What I, this. what I said earlier about there being no wrong way. That's the wrong way. To, <laughs> that seems like way too much to bite off in one year. It's a uh, lot. It's a yeah. lot. And we're sending positive vibes and, and uh, you know good spirits. You sweet today. sweet soul. You sweet sweet soul. You deserve everything good. You, I you, love you very much. You beautiful idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are nearing the end of the year. Yep. Where we will do the year-end review. We will be back on New Year's Eve, actually, Ooh. which is fun. But um, we're going to kind of do like a year-end review. We're going to do a best and worst of 2020, you know, um, which I think will be fun. But today, before we end this episode, I want to tackle the dating part of that because we have a lot to get through on that episode. Dating in the new year? Uh, dating, like in your personal history, the best dating moment, the worst dating moment of 2020. 
Um, the best moment have the best moments have been when I've seen um, my kids interacting well with someone that I'm dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been the same person. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I, I don't want anybody out there thinking that it's been, you know, this long string of people, but um, it's been a short stream of people, like one deep. But, uh, but yeah, seeing fun, positive interactions between them has been probably the highlight um, because it's kind of confirmation that I, I, I'm with someone who can vibe with my kids mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, my kids are growingly, increasingly comfortable with yeah so that's that's probably the highlight yeah and then low lights i mean again going back to communication mm-hmm. when communication fails yeah that can lead you into a scenario where expectations are misaligned yeah and i thought i was gonna be this way and she thought i was gonna be that way and we've missed the boat and mm-hmm. and in, a, in that particular situation like my anxiety kicked in and i got feeling really crappy and she didn't know it until it was too late and so yeah, just any, anytime you're not communicating or, yeah. or sticking to what you said you're going to do or be where you're going to be, that's where you can get in some trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. failures in communication are I probably think that, it. Yeah, that's a, and that's a a universal kind of answer that yeah. really does work though. Really makes sense. You know, it's it's one of those things. Like for me, I feel like my best was about like what you said. You know, like whenever my kids connect with someone, whether it's someone I'm dating or in in a lot of ways, just any like male in my life because my kids don't have a lot of close ties with a lot of grown-up men you know and so i think that's always fun to watch and that's nice to see and it's fun to get someone else's perspective on you know like you're like well i don't know we just did it this way and they're like why you know like and and, and that's fun like you know to get to kind of dive into why we do things the way that we do them and to get to see it through someone else's eyes is really fun i really enjoy that i think for the worst like I had I had a breakup, you know, in yeah. in the summer, and that's always hard, and especially when it's somebody like super nice and super lovely, and it's just not quite there for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, like that's just really hard. That's the, that's the uh, one of the hardest parts of dating is saying goodbye to someone, not because they're a bad person or not because they're you know not just absolutely terrific, but just because. I don't think that you're the terrific for me, you sure. know, and, and, and that feels so crappy too. Like, why not? It makes yeah. you feel bad about yourself too. You're yeah. Like, I, we've, like, what's wrong with me that I can't be happy with you? you I've know? had those conversations and, where it's mm-hmm. like, um, you know, apart for the fact that we're thinking about breaking up, there's no reason to break up. Right. Cause there's no like big catastrophic thing that happened. Right. There's uh-huh. no big like hairy, like someone caught someone cheating or someone, right. mm-hmm. you know, there's no big dramatic occurrence that led to the breakup but it's just kind of like the it's just i don't eh. know if my heart's totally in it and you know and is that where i want to be yeah and and is that where you want to be you know yeah you know all that communication stuff yeah all of that there all important what a beautiful way to uh end an episode right communicate Um, people don't be stupid communicate people really really do uh like i said next episode we will be talking about the year in review we will be um it'll be new year's eve we'll be looking forward to i'm gonna wear a tux yeah You'll never know it, listeners, but trust me, I'll be wearing a tux. Okay, great. (laughs) Until next time. Adios. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Would anyone like a tissue? I'm fine. We're fine. Everything is fine. Got a question for Chrissy and Brian? Connect with Not Quite Therapy on Patreon, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out How to Do Life, too, on all these platforms and on the podcast app of your choice. Hey, Brian. Yes, Chrissy? That was kind of fun.
fine. I think I need another drink. Whew, those two are special. (laughs) 